Don't look back because the market is closed. Good uh, Wednesday afternoon, everybody. Kip Harridge here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. Going to cover a lot of what we believe to be some very important things today. Uh, allow me to be so bold and to say that if there's a podcast that Tyler and I do that you should maybe listen to twice or at least take notes on, this is probably that podcast. We think we're on to some things here that uh, tell us that uh, we're heading into the melt-up of all melt-ups in the stock market. And uh, we've got the evidence for it as well. It's a case we've been kind of building towards here after the onset of coronavirus insanity and working through that. But uh, I'm going to cover that with you. Uh, I've got a lot of things to cover today. Do it quickly. Uh, boy, the news that's coming out of uh, China. You know, uh, Tyler reminded me yesterday that, what was it, three weeks ago, uh, China, uh, through their state newspaper, told the local, local Chinese citizens to buy stocks. Today, we get, yes, the government told people to buy stocks. In other words, tipping them off about what's about to happen. So they're manipulating their market higher. Surprise, surprise, right? Now, today, we get word that there are thousands of new hedge funds that are opening throughout China. Folks, there's a melt-up coming in the global equity markets. This is likely what we view as a, a, a cold war between the U.S. and China with appreciating stock market and financial assets being used as one of the primary weapons. So build massive wealth for your country, for your people. And folks, you have to understand if China's doing it, you know we're doing it. You know Trump is not going to lose in that battle. So we, we're not hearing other people talk about this. We think this is a very important point. We know we're in a Cold War. We know we're in a currency war with China. Uh, cash is trash. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. But uh, again, the news out of China, we're probably uh, headed down that same path. Big melt-up coming. One that will make 1999, 89, 98-99's uh, melt-up, which I remember very, very well. Uh, we'll leave that in its dust. Uh, all the uh, all the components are, are uh, coming into place here. Uh, and, and coronavirus is ending. I mean, obviously it's ending. It's a political weapon at this point. You see it in the death totals. You see it in the case counts. All of this, all of these, uh, uh, all the censorship uh, against hydroxychloroquine. You know, if you post a video, they're taking it down. Big Pharma does not want that word out there. That you can take a five or ten. $20 pill, whatever, hydroxychloroquine with zinc, and uh, I forget the third component, but you can take that regimen for 20 bucks or so uh, versus, what, several thousand dollars for one of these other treatments by one of the big pharma companies out there. Of course, they're all trying to do it now, not to mention the tens, if not hundreds of billions of dollars that will be made in the years to come globally from some kind of vaccine that led by Bill Gates and Dr. Uh, Fauci the fraud. So, um, look, all the signs are there. Coronavirus is over. CV insanity is over. Uh, once the, once the uh, election is over, it will doesn't matter who wins. Uh, it will die by the wayside. That's been our view for some time. Why would we change our, our, our position now? Uh, okay. Also, the housing index today confirming once again, full-on breakout here, folks, full-on breakout. HGX, the housing index, up 2.6% today. Saw the same thing in the semis. If you're joining us here, you'll, you're going to hear something from me again that you've heard many, many times from Tyler as well. Semis lead tech. Tech leads the market. Same song, second verse. Semis today, up 4.2% today. That's SMH, 
the semi-ETF. It was up 4% on Monday. Now, it was down 2% yesterday, but still up 6% in three days. Uh, again, all time, new all-time highs in the semis on Monday and again today. That is everything but bearish. That's full-on bullish. Uh, we expect that, uh, again, we'll have brand new – we've had, of course, a series of all-time highs from NASDAQ and the Qs as well. Guess what's coming next? S&P 500, not far away. Right after that, Dow Jones. Even the Russell 2000 today was up 2%. Let's cover that quickly. Dow Jones today up uh, 160 points after the, uh, the, the, the Fed meeting today. And Jerome Powell came out and, of course, had his uh, Jerome Powell presser. He's typically the kiss of death for a, for a market. Uh, Tyler did the research on this. And about 90% of the times that uh, Jerome Powell has had a press conference, the stock market has fallen. And not just fallen. Like it's gotten slammed. That's how strong this bull market is. Even Jerome Powell couldn't kill the rally today. Uh, uh, and again, what he said today was essentially what we've heard before. The Fed's going to be here. Rates are going to stay at zero. They're keeping all their lending programs open, on and on and on. Gold rallied on that news. Dollar fell on that news, pretty much what you'd expect. Dow Jones up 160, closing at 26,539, right about 1,000 points away uh, from its uh, – uh, what is that? Uh, June 8th highs. Every other index, major index, S&P 500, NASDAQ, of course, have surpassed that June 8th high. Uh, and by the way, last week, we talked about this then, last week's uh, breakout in the uh, New York Stock Exchange advanced decline line when last week it hit an all-time high. That was the final technical confirmation that we were looking for here to say that the breakout is on. And now, again, next will be S&P 500. Up a big today, by the way, 1.2%, up 40 points at 32.58. Again, Russ 2000, our leader, up 2.1% at 1,500. This is the NYSE uh, evidence of advanced decline broadening. This is a market that is broadening. A rising tide lifts all boats. That's what's happening here. It's incredibly bullish. We saw it in the internals again today as well. I'll cover that in just a bit. NASDAQ up a big 1.3%, up 140 points today, taking back all the points it lost yesterday, closing at 10,542. And 10,542. One second here. Okay, so we got a little ways to go before uh, all time highs there again. And the 10 year down to a yield of 5.8%. You know, uh, again, our view has been for some time. Yields continue to follow. Tina, there is no alternative. Where is all this newfound money going to go? We know the answer, equities. The VIX today, down another 5% at 2410. And uh, again, volatility quickly leaving this market. That's another bullish sign. So this morning, <clears throat> I want to share this with you because we shared with our clients this morning. And the evidence is right in front of us, we believe. And this is what we're starting to make the case for, is that we have evidence that uh, the mother of all melt-ups looks to be directly ahead. We're talking about a move that may last three years or so. I mean, who knows, right? Uh, these are not hardcore predictions. I'm telling you what we see as evidence that a big move higher is coming. I believe it'll be uh, greater than the uh, dot-com melt-up. Primarily because those were crappy companies. Most of those companies were crappy companies. 90% went out of business. So this is not that era. Uh, I'll cover that in just a second as well. So I'm going to cover a few points. First of all, again, coronavirus. Who has coronavirus hurt the most? Coronavirus has hurt the people that matter least the most. These are the people, and this is to sound like a cold-hearted thing to say, but these are people that don't have any impact on the stock market or really the broader economy 
whatsoever. We almost don't matter. I even lump myself in that group because we're not the big boys. The big boys, I'm talking about the Amazons, the big corporations, public and private, all they're doing is getting bigger. Coronavirus has only made them bigger and more powerful. If it sounds like the 2008-2009 financial crisis and the end result of that, that's because it is. Also, both public and private companies now have access to more capital than ever before. Again, massive liquidity flashing around. We had plenty before. We now have $11 trillion in addition. $11 trillion total fresh uh, global quantitative easing and stimulus has already been thrown into the markets. That's in four months. I, it's, it, I don't even know how to make sense of that because it took, uh, after the uh, financial crisis, it took four years to get $2 trillion in the market. We've had $11 trillion globally, and that is globally, by the way, $11 trillion total, and that's probably on the low side, in four months, and we know that more is coming. Uh, we forecast uh, three months or so ago that before it was all said and done, the global uh, uh, QE and stimulus total would hit $15 trillion. We'll probably be on the low side. This is a ma- using coronavirus as a massive global reset. It's happening right before our eyes. Uh, I don't know how a perma bear could look at this and say the market's going lower. To me, that makes little to no sense. But they're list builders anyway, so we shouldn't be surprised. They're not even really investors. Uh, but again, with, with yields at these all-time record lows, again, negative and th- uh, throughout uh, in Japan and throughout most parts of Europe, there is no competition for stocks. Again, that's Tina. There's no competition. There's no alternative. The money's got to go somewhere. So again, before it's all said and done, look for a crazy bill kind of move higher. Uh, I, my only regret from the uh, dot-com era was that I wasn't more aggressive. I just uh, had this conversation with Tyler uh, that I wasn't more exposed to the groups that were going up the most. This is likely going to be a bull market for the record books. Look, if things change, we'll tell you. But as I'm going to walk you through this, you'll see the evidence is staring us right in the face that this is happening. Again, what we believe to be a massively underreported story, the global currency war that's happening, again, China, Russia, China China and the U.S. primarily, I'm thinking back to the Cold War between the U.S. and Russia. Of course, we buried Russia in that process. But the current global currency war with the U.S. and China, this just only reinforces the message that cash is trash. When it's a currency war going on, your currency is being hit. We covered this yesterday or uh, Monday. Goldman Sachs came out and said that uh, the dollar is at risk of losing its, its, its global currency reserve status. So <laughs> I heard that from Goldman. You know, the vampire squid is – there is nobody uh, better politically connected than Goldman Sachs. So when Goldman Sachs says that, uh, no, uh, the U.S. dollar is not in danger of losing its reserve status. This is almost certainly uh, a a coordinated attempt and effort to to send the dollar lower. That's that's the message that Goldman was sending to all their financial brethren is short the dollar into oblivion. We'll cover you for it because that's what happens in the currency war. You want your currency to be destroyed. Why is that? Because it helps – your global uh, multinational companies make money on exports as your currency depreciates in value. And, of course, that makes your product cheaper overseas. China's doing it. You know we're doing it. That's the message we think uh, that, uh, that Goldman sent. Again, the vampire squid that they are. And, uh, again, that's why cash is trash. 
your money that may be in your mattress or in your bank account, your, your, your dollars, your John Hancock's only be worth less. That's why gold's going up, of course. It's also why the stock market is going up. So if you have money in savings, it's going to be inflated away. Again, leave it in bonds, you get nowhere. You get, what, five-tenths of one percent yield in a 10-year. Same thing in about a CD. So there's no alternative on steroids. It's got to be in the market. We think the market has become, and this is, uh, again, this is our view. We've really seen it reported nowhere else. We think the market has become the most important force uh, quickly done this, by the way, for building and maintaining a strong domestic economy. Think about it. Animals, when stock market's going up a bunch, you have animal spirits, right? People feel good. 401k is moving higher, right? Uh, the stock price of the company they work for is doing great. Your investment accounts, everything's doing fantastic. That's called animal spirits. When that happens, guess what? Employers employ more people. Their stock prices are going up, right? Everybody's feeling better. Animal spirits have returned. That's this market. Even with coronavirus insanity, again, only the small guys have been hurt. The big guys making more money than ever, more billionaires than ever, getting richer than ever. Look at the evidence right in front of you. The other thing that makes uh, the stock market so important now is because, as, as again, as the markets rise, your access to cheap capital only increases, again, especially with rates dropping the way they are. And finally, if your market's going up faster than, say, a Europe, say the U.S. market's going up faster than European markets, if the U.S. market's going up faster than China, guess what that does? That attracts more global fund flows to your market, right? Again, we'll go back to the bond yields. Even though our yields are only, again, six-tenths of 1% uh, in the 10-year, that's so much more than you can get anywhere else especially in the, in the world's most stable economy. So we have a, a, a ton of money, a shit ton of money flowing into the U.S., not only for our bond yields. Yes, they're coming here for our bond yields, but they're coming here for our equity returns as well. So every major economy on the planet is juicing their markets higher. We see this. Tyler said this uh, to me yesterday. Again, the Chinese government has, has now told their people to buy stocks. Again, as I said earlier, thousands of hedge funds opening in China – we see this happening right before our eyes. This is a global melt-up scenario, mono uh, 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 mono. You know, we're going to outgrow you. This is part of the Cold War scenario. We're, again, we're calling it a Cold War with appreciating financial assets used as one of the primary weapons. Unprecedented, completely unprecedented, but happening right before our eyes. The other big point, the, the, the one you've heard a million times, don't fight the tape, don't fight the Fed. This combination is undefeated to date. And uh, one of our primary themes, again, for some time, coronavirus is over. If you've seen that again, seen that video on hydroxychloroquine that's going around with this group of doctors that are all treating their patients with it, and now it's being censored, taken down everywhere, it tells you how desperate Big Pharma is. Um, that's our scenario. We'll start getting concerned when our Uber driver is giving us stock tips. We'll start getting concerned when we see a whole swath of people throughout this country quitting their jobs to go day trade. And we'll start getting real concerned when we have 500 IPOs in a single year that go up by more than 60% on day one. Why is that? Because that's what happened in 1999. 1999, we had 500 IPOs just in the U.S. that went up by at least 60% that day, okay, on the very day of the IPO. That's called red hot. As Tyler would say, that's called garlic strong. But it gets better. 
in that same year, 1999, we had 137 companies went public with gains of better than 100% on day one. Folks, we're nowhere near that. Yes, the SPACs are, are helping. Yes, the froth is building. Yes, the IPO market is coming back. But we are nowhere near the dot-com mania. And even, even then, 99, we didn't have $11 trillion. All this global QE, $25 trillion global QE now, whatever the number is. I think it's actually $21 trillion. All this QE, all this fiscal stimulus being injected into the markets, we believe is part of a much bigger picture, a Cold War with actually us as the winners. As long as you're long and strong, as long as you own equities and own the right ones. Okay, let's get into under the hood today. But again, this is more evidence, right? Evidence that what we see here, we talk about the NYSE advanced decline line, hitting new all-time high last week. Now it's continuing to broaden. Even, uh, even yesterday, when the markets were lower, internals were mixed to higher. Same thing today. Again, we had solid gains today. Uh, advanced decline, uh, NYSE, 4 to 1 positive. NASDAQ, better than 2 to 1 positive. Up down volume, 3 to 1 positive, NYSE. Uh, 1.7 to 1 positive on the NASDAQ. New 52-week highs to lows. You know, one of our favorites. Today we had 340 new stocks hitting 52-week highs. That's, again, NYSE and NASDAQ combined to just 32 hitting new 52-week lows. So we're getting confirmation from the internals. We're getting confirmation on the fundamental side. We're getting confirmation from the technicals. That's that's a win-win-win that you got to pay attention to, folks. In our sector watch today, all 11, surprise, surprise, all 11 S&P 500 sectors close higher on the day, led by energy up 2%, financials up 2%, BKX, the bank index, over 2% today. That's very good to see. Uh, real estate up 1.9% today. Again, no losers, all winners in our sector watch. And finally, in our uh, commodity watch, again, uh, the markets like the, the precious metals market like what Jay Powell had to say. Gold today up $17 an ounce after being pretty volatile today, uh, uh, trading, closing at a new closing high, 1961 an ounce, getting very close to that magical $2,000 an ounce level. As overbought as gold is, and folks, it's very overbought, 20% above is 200-day moving average. Uh, gold is now trading at 91 on the DSI, Daily Assembly Index. Gold is redlining on its uh, momentum oscillators. As overbought as it is, and I'll probably regret saying this, this just feels like one of those melt-up moves higher. It does to me. Again, don't, don't get stupid. Have some stops in if you've got some options, positions, that kind of thing. That's how we do it here. But uh, this is not a time to be nervous about uh, precious metals and miners. This is a time to be very long in this group. As you know, we've been for at least two years now. Uh, again, gold at 1961, up uh, just under 1%. Silver today at 2431, up a single penny, but it's had one heck of a run. And uh, oil today, up 24 cents a barrel at, four, at 41.28 a barrel. Again, it's only had a 40, well, no, I'm sorry, an $81 move higher in the last three months. Finally for the day, uh, Bitcoin today, up 2.7%, up 293 at 11,245. Folks, it's the everything bull market. It's the liquidity bull market. This is time to, uh, we believe, be aggressively in these markets. Hope you had a great day, folks. As always, thank you for joining us. Please join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.